Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. Welcome to Orlando. We are an Age of Sigmar and D&D and general tabletop gaming podcast where we also talk about beer. I am one of your hosts. My name is Adam, uh, and I want to say that Loth is my co-pilot. Uh, and over here we have Nicholas, and um, I'm from West Virginia, and I have all my teeth still. You have you, you still have three wisdom teeth. I still have three wisdom teeth. Yep, I've only lost one tooth. Save them when they do come out because Haley will make jewelry jewelry out of them. Very yep. nice okay. jewelry. Uh, actually, save and, all your teeth and save all your your children's teeth. Yes, and just basically any teeth and you come across. I, I think we actually have our dog's teeth too. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. What are you saving them for again? My wife is a metalsmith. She makes jewelry, and one of oh, her cool. like nice. uh, it's yeah. like really like out there oddity stuff. And one of her items that she makes that's been popular is uh, she makes rings out of molars. That's awesome. It's cool. I, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say you were, you know, some kind of ritual or ceremony, but <laughs> making a minute and so. I'm sure there is something going on as well. <laughs> I mean, don't miss the opportunity. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we do both. You know, yeah. there's definitely a ritual that goes with each ring. So. Yeah. And our uh, other host. Yes, yeah, so this is Mark coming at you. Corn rules. Yeah. And uh, speaking of corn, yeah, who do we have today? Adam? Returning champion or oh, from yeah. Crucible? Yes, Mister Legend on our show already <laughs> yeah. before even appearing on the yeah. show. Legend, Mister Chris Cuevas. Yeah, yeah. that was really awkward for me. By the way, the hearing people say nice things about me, I've, I've never experienced that before. So it was it was awkward. It was it was awkward to win. No, like everybody kept saying nice stuff about me on your podcast. And like, I, I, since I don't know how to take a compliment because I'm a man, I just basically gritted my teeth and, like, and basically oh, screamed into a pillow. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, I don't know how to do it. So I just I self harm. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to try really hard not to derail the conversation. You know, no, it's kind of my thing. Well, you are the conversation. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you the conversation for <laughs> the past three really? episodes. I yeah. think be like Amtrak. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> be like Amtrak. It don't matter. I like that. But anyway, yeah, man, blood for the blood god. There was all kinds of, of virtual, you know, tabletop blood flowing that weekend. It was awesome. Love it. Love it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to recap the weekend, like or yeah. Um, why don't we start with what you bring with you to Crucible? Okay, so so this is, uh, I believe that was Crucible 8, right? Because yep, 6.5 yep. turned into, it's, anyway, it was Crucible 8. Uh, this was probably the first uh, Crucible in which I was completely, I had zero cares. I wasn't stressed about it at all. Uh, I wasn't worried about a room. I wasn't worried about practicing or anything like that. I just kind of brought my army and, and, and just played. And I mean, it worked out. I wasn't stressing about potential matches, potential mirrors. I, I just kind of went and did it. Uh, and yeah, it was awesome. And you went 5-0. and oh. Yep, I went 5-0 and oh with Corn uh, uh, Mortals. That is so awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark so is uh, happy right now. Mark is yeah. also a, a dedicated corn worshiper, <laughs> yeah. worshiper follower. <laughs> yeah, so that... 
That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's super again. fun. Um, the, the thing about corn that I really miss when I play other armies is that when corn stuff dies, you get a blood tithe. Mm -hmm. When anything dies, you get a blood tithe. So whenever you kill something of mine, I'm like, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I kill something yours, I'm like, yes. Yeah. So there's like a lot of positivity, yeah. when, which is weird to think about. But yeah, really and is, as your yeah. opponent, it's like, come on, I'm trying to like get into this guy's psyche. I'm trying to like make him like worried, and it, he's not. He's just no. happy the whole time because yeah. things are dying. No, yeah, yeah. So when you do a, a super sweet move and teleport something behind me, and you've got eighty attacks that do ten damage, I'm like blood ties. <laughs> yeah, <it's sick. laughs> blood ties. Blood ties. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So that that really was your strategy, I guess. I guess by not coming with one, it seems like it seems like you just came just to play. <laughs> No, no, I actually had a strategy. I, I was just saying that I never felt that kind of like, oh no, it was, it, you know, there was, it was kind of stress-free for me. Hmm. Uh, believe it or not, I actually felt like I was going to lose every game, which is also strange. Ah, gotcha. That's interesting. Yeah, there was moments in every game in which I was like, uh oh, this is about to go south, but it just didn't. Yeah, I was thinking more of your strategy coming into the game because I know talking to a lot of people who who are running the you know the uh, the tournament circuits, they have certain things they do in preparation for it besides the gameplay, and uh, and I think uh, you you mastered it just coming in all like Zen monk. <laughs> yeah, no, right. So I definitely felt Zenish. Yeah, uh, I, I guess there's probably things about the army build that need to be talked about. Uh, a couple things that yeah. felt counterintuitive. Okay. Um, the list I'm running has, I think it's like 15 drops. Yeah. So uh, most people are going to go, you, you've got 15 drops? I mean, that's terrible, but it's not. Yeah. It lets me see where your army is before I commit mine, basically. Right. Um, and having first or second turn doesn't feel as important to me as it did, you know, last General Sandbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so that's that's kind care. of... Uh, you don't care if you go first or second. You're You're fine either way. Right, and, and at least to me, there seems to be like a, a, a kind of it's a sketch moment where if it's melee versus melee, you know, you want to go first or second, or if it's versus a shooting army, you want to go first to avoid that that double turn like we talked about. Yeah, but uh, you know, that, that's what I'm going to play with. So every once in a while, someone will not do that, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, do you know what's going to happen if I get the double? Hmm. You know, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and. We kind of saw your army morph a little bit leading up to it because, you know, everybody in the area here was, was starting to kind of play a lot of practice games leading up to Crucible, right? Everybody wants to try out their army, see how it does, different things. And I know I, I'm not sure how, how long you've been nurturing this army, but I played you like three or four weeks leading up to it. Yeah, those games are awesome. Oh, they're really fun. Yeah, it was great. And seeing it, but then like seeing the battle reports from you playing other people in Space Force, and then kind of seeing how the army was like evolving, I saw you go from like, when I played you, like 10 or 11 drops, and then you were just like, screw it. I'm, I'm just breaking up my units, and it doesn't matter if it's more drops. And, and I could right. kind of see that unfold and go like, oh, no. Like he's, he's he's getting more powerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, another weird thing about the army is that it, it works. Every unit in there is absolutely replaceable and and disposable. Yeah. So if someone wrecks two or three units, 
it's no issue. I, I can keep moving with the rest of the army. And, uh, and in this time, if, if you think about it, like, which I didn't, you know, like I haven't thought about it a whole lot until I started seeing your army morph a little bit was everybody, you know, thinks like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to pack this unit up and I'm going to bring this giant block because I'm going to put a buff on them. Right. And I want that buff to be on 30 guys instead of 10. And, uh, when I played you, your max size unit was 10. Those are the big ones, yeah. And then, <laughs> but then you broke those up to even like five, like units of five for the tournament, right? Well, my elites were always in fives. Yeah. It's the it's the blood warriors that run in units of tens. So I've I've got three units of blood warriors that are in units of ten. Okay, so you did keep the three units of ten, right? Yeah, that's always been the case there. Uh, every once in a while, I'd kind of break them up. Oh no, you're right. I would break them up into I six you, units of five. Yeah, I thought you mm-hmm. broke up for the tournament the blood warriors into units of five. Maybe you kept your Marauders, or not Marauders, Blood, the, the Reavers. Reavers in a group of 10, but I'm not sure. I don't know where your list landed up. That's Maybe that's a good place that. to go is, what was your Crucible list? Yeah, tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, let's talk about that, sure. All right, so there, there's six characters, and, and I think like in the, in the corn community, there's a lot of debate as to where your character slots are going to be and whether you go expensive or, or cheap. So I, I went with cheap. Um, everybody costs between 80, 100, 120 points. Uh, I'm running two slaughter priests, uh, two blood stokers, uh, bloods of crater general, uh, and scar blood rats. So that, those are my character choices there. Um, I'm also running the gore tide. So one of those guys, you know, my general, who's the blood creator, has got the throne breakers torque, which is effectively the ethereal amulet. So the guy of the three up save has plus one damage, and a, you know, ethereal three up save. Yeah, it works. Uh, The Blood Stokers, though, were were kind of the bread and butter of the list, just because having plus three to run in charge is crazy, and being able to re-roll your wounds is also totally bananas. And that was from the Whip to Fury, right? That you gave me the the, the plus to run in charge? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, with you saying that, with the Blood Stokers being your bread and butter of of that army, did that kind of change your idea of how to build it considering with the uh, the new blades of corn their uh, their effect is only on mortals well my main reason that i had the blood soakers in there is because i'm tired of them being slow like yeah. most of the corn mortal stuff is speed five and you, you you don't want that you want something to be relatively faster than that especially if you need to get on objective fast or if you need to tag somebody fast what is that like <laughs> so speaks the dwarf player. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, what was your uh, unit choice like? Okay, your- so the units. Uh, when I when I built this army, the point is to sort of have a detachment system, right? So there's three units of ten blood warriors, but they each go with a, a block of support, right? So if there's somebody on the left flank. It'll be a unit of 10 blood warriors with support. Uh, you know, the right flank is going to be 10 blood warriors with support. And, and that's how I break it up in my mind, at least. So there's three blood warriors, uh, two units of five skull reapers, which is kind of like a, a hammer unit that can dish out mortals. And then there's two units of wrathmongers, uh, which is kind of the same thing. They, can, they basically buff their friends and they hit pretty damn hard. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, and then uh, the most important thing, which won me two games by themselves, or uh, uh, the Marauder Fast Cab. I took two units of those, too. Hmm. Nice. 
Yeah, the, the fast cab was was totally insane. I, I don't think people understood what was happening with the fast cab. So, what was it that they were doing that uh, was catching people off guard? Right, so when I deploy them, they almost always go on a refuse flank, right? So they're either on extreme right or extreme left of the table. And since they're on that side of the table, you, you, you have to say, hey, am I going to ignore that unit or am I going to commit something to it? So it's an 80-point unit. What are you going to do, commit a keeper of secrets to it? Commit a you know 300 points worth of dwarfs? You really have to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the thinking of those guys. Yeah, it's different. Like when I put Gotrick on one side, and then it's commit five hundred points to one yeah. side. <laughs> what are you going to do yeah. about it? Yeah, and then you put eighty points, and I go, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All my other stuff is going to be on the other side of the table, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's that's also interesting too because I, I've seen a lot of opponents just immediately stop and think, and they're like, wait, you've got eighty points worth of dude over there. I'm like. Should I deploy something? And sometimes they do. So yeah. they have to pay attention because it's they're they're fast. Yep. And they've um they with five models they're great for taking and holding objectives. Yep, exactly. Right. Uh they can shoot. Uh they've got corn horses, you know. Uh they, they do have attacks. So if push comes to shove that they can kind of poke you a little bit. But uh their entire stick is hey, climb a flank and hope to Sneak an objective away from you. Nice. Yeah. 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 So, so that worked out well for you. That tactic. Oh, dude, it's 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 amazing. Remember, these guys are speed twelve with a plus one to run and charge. Mm-hmm. So, if you roll a six, those guys are running nineteen inches. That's incredible. Yeah, that's absolutely right. incredible. Uh, and, and so uh, the the third blood tithe table, you know, when you grab three blood tithe, it lets you make a, a another movement during either your hero phase or the opposing hero phase. So there's been plenty of times where I'll spend that on the Marauders, and those guys will run another 13 and 19 inches on your turn. Love it. So, it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pain in the ass to have those guys where you don't want them. Yeah. 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 Pain in the ass thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that core ability to... Um, anything that you can do to move or attack in the hero phase is fantastic. And you've got, with the Blood Tithe, and yeah, having more and more small units, you must have been just raking in those blood tithe points. I don't even know how it was happening, but yeah, they were just, I find myself with three, four, five, six, seven, eight, I'm like, whoa, stop, dude. I, I gotta spend these things. <laughs> right. the, the worst feeling is having 20 blood tithe and just only being able to have eight sitting there wasting all that blood. Because yeah. uh, Slanesh and Corn are different. That uh, the, What's the Slanesh one called? There's uh, called depravity. Depravity, and then corn gets the blood tide. But the blood tide, if you spend any, it empties the bank, right? Yep, and the, the bank stops at eight, no matter what. Yeah, and uh, depravity is not the same, is it? No, depravity seems to be just straight up, uh, uh, like a summoning pool. Yeah, so it's just one for one. If you if you've got ten and you spend five, you still got five. Right. Unlike. Or you can, uh, I believe you can summon multiple units yeah. leading up to the point cost. Where corn, yep. you can only do one. That's it. It's gone. Yeah. You have to be kind of selective. I actually didn't do any summoning in the, the, the big tournament. Mm. Like I was always using the blood test table to either move or, or fight in the hero phase for the most part. Yeah. Did you, did you drop any uh, brass skulls? 
No, 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 no brass skull meters were dropped. Did, yeah, did uh, you take any of the prayers? Hey, the, the, the prayer choice is kind of interesting too. So there's there's a superstar in there, which is the uh, everybody every club player is going to take the armor buff. You know, it just basically gives the unit plus one armor. Mm-hmm. The other one is uh, there's a sacrifice prayer. So basically, you hurt something of your own for D three, but you get a blood tithe. Uh, and the third one people take is Killing Frenzy, which is plus one to hit. Yeah. Uh, I completely kicked Killing Frenzy out of the army because the army hits by itself. So most of it's threes re-rolling ones, so I, I don't need another plus one. Mm-hmm. It's just it's super important for me to have extra blood tithe, you know, on demand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing weird when, when it comes to prayers is that... Uh, I haven't seen people do this, but you should probably try to kill yourself the entire time. So, like, your slaughter priest who's got the sacrifice prayer, yeah. he should be slashing on himself always. Like, the, when he dies, he'll basically generate two blood tithes for you. And, and that's a big, big deal. Because once you get to blood tithes, you can bring back a hero, right? It, it's not bringing back a hero, but it, it's, let's say that you were at blood tithe four. Yeah. Uh, going from Blood Tithe 4 to Blood Tithe 6 is a big deal. Or, or let's say, going from Blood Tithe 1, which is free CP, to Blood Tithe 3, which is hero phase move, it's massive. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it, it's a weird thing to say that, hey, I'm trying to kill off my character, but yeah. I'm almost always trying to kill off my character. And how many points is the Slaughter Priest? 100. They're cheap. Okay, yeah. So, like, to me, when I think about that sometimes... Yeah people that are able to generate CP or different things like that. And then you think about, well, if I'm putting my list together and it's costs me at the end, 50 points to get one CP, that's a, I mean, if I put somebody in my list that can generate CP, that's like an extra 50 points. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. And so uh, thinking about stuff like that, then it's like, wow, the value that some of these guys bring is, you know, or something that they provide that you would end up spending a CP on. So, like, if I put a guy in my list and he can allow me to re-roll ones. So, for example, uh, I just played against William the other day. And I put in the Knight Azros. And the Knight Azros allows me to re-roll ones to hit enemies yeah. that are within 10 inches. And yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. With him moving up his army so fast... The Knight Azros, it was just like, I just, I, I moved him to the middle and he was yep. able to touch three different units oh, wow. 10 inches. And I just got three rolls of, uh, to hit a, uh, of one. That to me is like, that's like three CP right there. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's absolutely golden. Yeah. 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 Rerolling ones like that is, is amazing. Yeah. That's, that's big. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he throws a grenade, and he's a three-up <laughs> save, and he's a hero. I mean, you know, all this shit. So yeah. it's like, He's he's a good bang. And how much is he? Hundred points. Hundred points. Nice. Oh wow! And he flies twelve inches. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool dude. He moves. Yeah. Tempest Eye, three plus three movement on the first turn, and he's plus one to save. Oh, so he's yeah. a two up save, and he's fifteen inches on the first turn. Yeah. Very nice. Yes, please. Right. Hey. Uh, so something else I just thought about the the corn army. Yeah. So uh, another big debate is is how do you arm your your blood warriors? Right. So the options are either double gore gorax. Or gore fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always go with the paired weapons with the, the double axes. Uh, again, rerolling ones to hit is is amazing. Yeah, because now you're going to get an extra attack, right? 
Oh, you, you always have the extra attack. All, all the double blades do is let you reroll ones to hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I think reroll ones is pretty huge, especially when you're at hitting on threes. Because yep. really, oh, you're only yeah. failing on twos. Yeah. Reroll yeah. the ones. You know, it's a good chance you're not going to get another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, the conversion rate on those ones is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, also, the, the Blood Warriors, for me, are all rerolling wounds also. They're the guys who get targeted for Whip to Fury. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, so my Blood Warriors are rerolling hits, they're rerolling wounds, and they, they, they fight when they die. Sometimes they fight with extra attacks. They just keep going. Yeah. I, when I played you that time, I was just like, I'm going to sit back. And you're just like rolling dice, rolling dice, rolling more <laughs> dice. <laughs> you just let me know when you're done. Those guys have got 40 attacks? What? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about your matchups. What, uh, Sweet. You remember what you uh, who you played round one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I played. Uh, uh, do, you, do you want the dudes' names and everything too, or just the, the armies? Whatever you remember, or whatever you think is uh, important yeah, to share. You how want to share cool. these people? That's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my first match was against uh, Jason and the Sylvanas army. Okay. Um, I don't remember the name of the scenario, but it's the one that there's three and in, 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 you know, left, right, and center, and every turn one of those becomes worth mm, uh, yeah. three, and the other ones are worth one. Uh, I know that Jason wasn't able to take all the objectives and he kind of just said, okay, you can have that one. I'm going to try to fight for these two. And he wasn't really willing to split up his army. So, you know, post game, he told me, he's like, Hey, I didn't want to just run up there and let you club me in the face. So I played two defensively and, uh, that's exactly what happened. I I ran up and grabbed all objectives. Again, marauders grab each corner objective and then, I had a unit of Blood Warriors on each, so there was no easy choices for him. Um, but that game ended kind of quick after Jason realized that he wasn't going to get the corn guys off the objectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of it for that game. What uh, Do you feel like the Sylvaneth had anything that you needed to worry about? So, so new Sylvaneth is a lot tamer than old Sylvaneth. <laughs> I don't know if you guys experienced that, did you? No. I didn't. I I haven't experienced old Sylvaneth. I played one during Crucible. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. All right. So old Sylvaneth was basically a jack party, in which they were just, oh, I'm springing up woods and I'm double teleporting and then I'm bouncing this off of that and then there's going to be a ice cream sundae that pops up and sprinkles just the weirdest crap. <laughs> uh, but now it's kind of straight up. They basically try to club you in the face, and I, I'm totally cool with that as a corn player. I, I don't want tricks. I want you to try to hit me in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a lot easier to deal with now than it was before. Uh, and that was kind of it for that game. Uh, that was probably my, you know, my, my softest game. No, no, no offense to Jason, but it was, uh, you know, he just kind of let me have the objectives. So I took yeah. them. So yeah. you're like, okay, this is getting off to a pretty good start. Yeah. And maybe he, you know, first game of the tournament, you know, it's tough. That's that's a tough game for everybody if you're not it is. really ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so who'd you play next? Oh, another thing about the game versus Sylvaneth, he he, uh, he had Quicksilver Swords. You guys know what that one does? Yeah, yeah. The, against uh, Chaos, it does uh, five <laughs> yeah. wound, right? It does mortals on a five as opposed to a six, so it really hurts Chaos. Yeah. So I opened up that game with Scar Bloodwrath like running right up the middle. Yeah. And he threw a Quicksilver Swords at him. 
And I was like, yes, please. I'm going to get a blood tail out of this. You know, <laughs> that's all I was thinking about. I'm like, yes. Uh, at the end of the, each movement phase, both yours and your opponents, if you roll an eight plus, Scar comes back. So oh, it basically really? kills Scar. And then at the end of that movement phase, Scar came back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it, it's, it. it's gross. And you still got uh, the blood tithe for it. And I still got the blood tithe uh, for it. But he comes back, you know, anywhere nine inches away from enemy. So I, I put him on an objective. It's like, oh, thanks. I, I guess this will work out. Yeah. You know, well. That, <laughs> that, your army sounds like just so much fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. It's cool. That's like the exact opposite of how my crucible started. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because I was like, the. I am going to have so much trouble against a deep striking army. And you played Kevin. <laughs> and I played Kevin. And half of his units uh, deep strike. And uh, and I, I, I made a mistake. I made a measuring mistake at the first. And I thought I had something. I didn't have something. And uh, like, I, like I thought I had more units. Or I thought I had the objective. And then he was like, no, this guy is actually here. And I was like, oh, I should have shot that guy off. Anyway. So, and I committed my army, and he just came around behind me. And so after the first game, I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna be a long weekend." I watched a little bit of your game. It looked like a fun one. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I I I got up and I got up close and personal with evocators, and what those can do. So how they work out for you? Oh man, it just wrecked my hurricane. <laughs> he, just, he he made a, an amazing charge. He made like an eleven-inch charge. Woo! And he then just got in there and trashed it in two turns. The wow. evocators are so cool with that. After the fighting's over, they explode thing that they do. Yeah, the crazy lightning they call down. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And that's what trashed the hurricane. Yeah. So oh. was, and 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 it, it's really funny too. It, it was when we rolled all of the terrain, mysterious terrain. One side of the board was all like daisies and roses and the other <laughs> side was thorns and lava. It was like one side was inspiring and arcane and overgrown. So he was able to hide from my shooters if you wanted to and all this stuff. Yeah. And the other side was OBT. Yeah. Yeah. The other side, the other side was 3am OBT. So I started 3am OBT with like volcanic, it was like volcanic and deadly and overgrown. Uh, there was another one. Uh, there, there's another bad one. Anyway, they were all like, if you start here, you take mortal wounds, you minus your movement and all this crap. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. And he was like, yep, I'm taking that other side. He went and I was like, Damn it. So, yeah, but Kevin has a really pretty army. That, that Stormcast army is gorgeous. And yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. He always yeah, he's a really fun guy to play against, too. All, all my games against Kevin have been, you know, nail biters. So Yes, I have not beaten Kevin in a tournament yet. He is my arch... Enemy. He's your arch enemy. Is he? Yes. He's my arch enemy. <laughs> Kevin. Yes. My goal well, is to be. Will him. he not be your arch enemy once you beat him? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Maybe we'll like, you know, high five and hug and then we'll be best friends. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are like order friends. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're like, order. Yeah. He's a totally cool guy. But right. I just can't beat him in a tournament. And I always <laughs> play him in every single tournament. So, anyway. Nothing yeah. against the, you know Kevin. Nothing against you. It just one day. Oh uh, yeah, you'll do one day. And right. You're going to go down. <laughs> hey, my second game was against a, a 
Tremor and, and, and Daughters of Cain. Oh, how'd that go? <laughs> oh, dude, that was a, a, a pardon my French, it was a, it was a goddamn nightmare, man. Woof. <laughs> uh, so, Adam, I, I played against your Daughters of Cain list. Yes. And in, the exact, in the exact same scenario. Oh, really? You played the yeah. uh, Star Strike? Yeah, or Starfall, whatever it's called. Yeah. But it was, uh, I, I was basically prepared for that. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to lose. <laughs> oh, no. like it, it's the, the odds are totally in your favor the only thing i can do is is set up so that on a fluke roll i happen to catch a a, a a deviation then i might be able to play into this game and that's exactly what happened so. that's great yeah how uh what do you think of his daughters of Cain versus my daughters of Cain? all right so th- this is not a, a bad thing against either of you guys mm-hmm. but all Daughters of Cain armies, to me, look exactly like. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys are, it's, it's two big blocks of chicks, uh, block, uh, Cauldron, and then Marathi or no Marathi. That's kind of the only flavor. Yep. And uh, it's, <laughs> it seems like you have to bunch up, and you have to kind of support all your stuff together, right? Yeah. So, with there being three star meteors or whatever falling in different areas, if they don't fall in the center... You're you have to make some tough choices. Yeah, you really have to choose which way you're going to go, or right. or you uh, spread out. You know, you, you divide, and then you're both sides of the division are suboptimal. Right. Uh, also, being as you really only have two big units, yeah, he had to hold one of those back to sit on objective. Yeah, I mean that, that's not fun. It, it's going to really it really hurts when. Right. And you, yep. You need sometimes those multiple small units to just kind of leave behind. But then you have your marauders running around, and it's got to be something that can withstand them. Yeah, so, exactly. There was a... I did marauders on each flank again, and so one of those marauders actually caught a starfall. Like, they were just in the right spot. They were like, oh, oh, look what I found. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other marauders were eyeing his objective, and he knew that he couldn't leave it alone. So there was like 30 witches just staring at five marauders. Yep. Yeah. And that's something I was about. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It sounds almost like the same way the last time we played uh, that scenario went down too, where I, I had to hang back to hold the objective, but it, the other star fall on your side was a favorable drop for me where I was able to land my uh, uh, canary life takers and just hold it. The canaries are so good. They really are. Well, I, I can't believe how good they are. They just have everything you want. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, so Trevor usually kicks the crap out of me with that army. Yeah. So again, I was going into it like, oh, oh well, that was fun crucible. But this, this is probably the end. Uh, <laughs> but there was a few things that happened that game that totally turned it around. Um, the first thing that happened was I, I caught the double going into round... Three, I believe. Yeah, and it was a round in which I had six blood tithe, which meant I could trigger uh, my entire army would fight back when when you kill it. So you know, blood warriors uh, fight back when you kill them. Yeah, under blood tithe six, they fight back twice. Oh, <sighs> right, beautiful. Uh, I love it. And then everything, love it. Uh, when you kill it, fights back. So. Uh, Let's say I've got three Blood Reapers, I mean Skull Reapers, coming at you, fighting, fighting, fighting. When you kill them, they splash you back, and they fight back. Mm. And then uh, Wrathmongers will fight back three times under Scar Blood Wrath. 
So they'll have their regular fight, they'll have their Scar Blood Wrath fight, and they'll have their Blood Tide fight. So it just gets gross. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I just stick to shooting. I'm going <laughs> to get you while you're over there. <laughs> Come over here. It, there was a moment in that game in which uh, basically uh, Scar Bloodrath was running around on his own, and it looks like Trevor didn't want to commit anything to just a dude, right? Because yeah. there's just one guy running around the battlefield. He didn't want to chase him with anything. Uh, and I managed to charge him into some witches and the cauldron. So the guy uh, had 10 attacks, hitting on twos, winning on threes, re-rolling. Yeah. And uh, Trevor was like, I can't have this happen, so he killed him. Right. And then I got to trigger Blood Tide 6, mm-hmm. which is fight immediately. Oh, nice. Uh, dude, I think I ended up chunking like four or five wounds off of the uh, cauldron at that point. It, was, it, was, it felt good. <laughs> yeah, I bet that felt good. It's, <laughs> like, I think the Daughters of Cain have so much going for them that I can lose the cauldron and still be a dangerous army. Right. But without the cauldron it really it the cauldron carries so much it's still still devastating to lose it okay hey so so what do you do when there's a scenario with far-flung objectives though i guess the key would be my my just off the top of my head i Mm -hmm. i would go after my the main threats of my opponent's army if the objectives are far flung i've got marathi who when she gets her wings out she can uh I think her move's 12. Yeah, she's uh, fast. Yeah, she's fast and she's big. So she can get out there and I can. she can clear out the multiple small object, uh, the, the small units. She can clear them out. Um, I have the heart renders that can drop down. And yeah. When they charge, they do double damage. So they're really good at taking out small units. Uh, and then the witch elves, with 30 of them in a unit, they can cover, they spread out, and they cover so much of the table. Their movement is huge. Uh, and with the uh, Cauldron Guard Battalion, they get uh, plus one to run, plus one to charge. So, yeah, they have got they can spread all the way across the table. And even if I only have uh, five of them in base contact, that's going to be, you know, 15, attacks, yeah. Yeah, 15 or 20 attacks. Oof, yeah, and, and they can run and charge, too. They can right. run and charge. Yeah, and then uh, the big thing for them is that they're, they're re-rolling runs and charges. So even if you catch a one to run, you're like, oh, it's a six. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and then I, they don't. There's a lot, a lot of use for command points that I have. The only command ability that I usually use a command point for is if I can uh, use their ability to pile in an attack in the hero phase. Um, so that's so strong. It is super strong. But then. So you're banking CP. I am. You get the chance to do that. And then I have, uh, because I have to keep everybody in buff range of a hero, it's so easy to use the, uh, at the double CP. I I don't hesitate to spend, if, to get that six run, it's super valuable. It's worth the CP. Oh yeah, for sure. Hey, another thing with with that particular daughters can matchup, which is um, again, I think that's the archetype for a daughters can army. Yeah. Uh, my army can't fight it, so I, I think the mistake a lot of people do is they see a daughters can army and they're like, all right, 
Plan number one, run everything screaming right into your face and get killed. No. That's not a good plan. No. No. I really loved our game because I had the Daughters of Cain, uh, the Witch Elves with the Bladed Bucklers, and the Mm -hmm. Martyr's Sacrifice. So they were causing mortal wounds back to your attacks. And then my mortal wounds uh, to you would trigger your guys attacking back, (laughs) which would trigger more mortal wounds back to you. So we were just slapping each other. Just yeah, they were being crazy disrespectful to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a crazy bloody mess where we're like one attack sequence ended like what should have been one attack sequence became like five or Three. six yeah. different exchanges. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Hey, so another thing is Marathi. She she's a pain. So I know in, in my game versus Trevor, I, I basically didn't give him anything. I, I set everything up far apart and spread out and where if he committed to any one particular unit it's just one unit he was going to get he wasn't going to get my entire army Hmm. Um, what did he end up doing with her so he he threw her right down the middle right Mm -hmm. and basically he would kill a couple things but then I would retreat during my turn so uh, everything would just walk away from her and then I would basically slug three wounds on her through slaughter priest burns Yeah, and uh I just kept moving. So I would get my burns during my turn. Then during his turn, I would put on another three wounds. And she eventually died. She, she died in a crazy fashion. She died to a, a Skull Reaper who had run away from her, came back and fought her, and run away from her again. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she finally died because she killed him. And Blood Tide 6 was up, and he attacked again after he died and killed her. Death <laughs> <laughs> rose. Yeah. Yeah, so... When he died, he generated blood tithe. When she died, generated blood tithe. I was just back up to crazy amount of blood. That's awesome. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, but it was a crazy close game, and uh, you know, I was I was got crazy lucky that I beat Trevor. So yay! <laughs> <laughs> so so after these beginning wins, I just start feeling. Hey, I was still like, wee! I, I got no, no stress, but I, I killed Marathi, so I had already checked that off my list. I'm like, yes, it doesn't matter what happens after this. I killed Marathi, yes, please. Nice. I call it a success. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I had already won, won by that point. I'm like, yes, win, kill Marathi, who gives a damn? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> it's something else that happens to me, Crucible. Uh, so, so people start giving me drinks, and it, it's, it's my policy to say, never to say no. So someone will come up with tequila, and I'm like, all right. You know, of course, it's a polite thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, you can't say no. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm too old to say no. That That's that's kid shit. <laughs> so someone comes up with gin, I take it. Nice. Tequila, I take it. Uh, in game three, Terry came up with, like, a little Dixie cup full of uh, bourbon or something. Yeah. And that did it. That, that did it? <laughs> that did it. So, uh, and that was in game three that you got the bourbon? Yeah, yeah. So he gave me the bourbon as soon as it went down my throat. My body said, "Woo!" It just—it made me play better. It was—I don't know how to describe it. So it's a magic elixir. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah, like it. <laughs> uh, Nicholas. Who did you play? Turn two, round two. Uh, round two. I played uh, John from Jacksonville. I played his Nurgle army. So. The other army that I did not want to play at Crucible oh. was <laughs> Just because they have so many like debuffs to shooting. Yeah. And they're so resilient then. Uh, and like you were saying, it was the Star Fall, Star Strike, Star Strike, yeah. And uh, 
I went to control two thirds of the board, and of course it fell on the other third. Yeah, and so I I, I gambled wrong, and then I had to kind of shift my whole army. And I learned uh, very quickly that focus, like for me, focus firing. I should have I was splitting my shots, and I was trying to you know maximize on on wound capability and i should have focus fired some these these blight kings off because blight kings are so awesome yeah they're cool yeah and if i don't focus fire then i can't i can't kill them and no those dudes have got four wounds each right yeah so oh and he rolled like six sixes on my sky hooks so like of the sky hooks that went through he rolled six sixes to save so that oh. was six D three that I did not get to do on them. Oh, oh feels that's bad. Why I, that, wow. That's why I couldn't remove them from the objective. I had a little gyrocopter there waiting on the objective, and they were still there. So, gyro- <laughs> Dude, Nick, I don't feel bad for you. Is this is weird? Like what, you've heard me so much with skyhooks, I, I just have no pity. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Of course, tell tell me more, Nicholas, of your woes. My skyhooks tissue. Does not compute. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> that was it. Uh, from then on, I was I, I changed my game. So yeah. Oh, you, you changed your game. What do you mean? Well, I just I focus fired the shit out of everybody after that. So and, sweet. <laughs> uh, worked out well for me. <laughs> oh yeah. So who was your matchup for game three? So game three was against a dude named Curtis, uh, new player. Uh, you know that's actually my favorite part about Crucible and, and, and the big cons. Mm-hmm. Is a uh, meeting and playing new dudes. Yeah, because uh, they'll, they'll always kind of throw something at you that you've never seen before or, or a new style. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what he did. He brought a really cool gloom spite army with a bunch of trolls uh, supported by small units of of uh, grots. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that was cool to see. Yeah, I remember seeing that army. It was a good looking army. Yeah, yeah I, I was glad I got to play it. Um, but you, you're you're a gloom, you're a gloom spike gets player as well. Yeah. So to know the that's a disadvantage for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's the point where if 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 your opponent knows your army and knows his army, that's not good for you. Yeah. That's Absolutely. True. That's almost a guaranteed lose if you don't know their army. Yeah. And then you're yeah. gonna lose. Yeah, I, I think Curtis is a super nice dude, and I think he said he's like, "Hey, I've never played against Corn." Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I need to give you a you know five minute primer before we do this thing." Yeah. Uh, in, in that game, the Marauder Cav did their thing again. The, again, Marauder Cav went on each flank, and uh, during my hero phase, I was able to use Blood Tide three, and I ran around him sixteen inches. Mm-hmm. That was during my hero phase. So then during my movement phase, I ran another. 18 inches and grab an objective. Yeah. So it's just a, a non... It's really hard to see a 30-inch run like that. Game yeah. three was focal points, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in that game also, I remember I got a... He, he, he went first. Mm-hmm. So it was melee versus melee, and he chose to go first. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, what are you... I mean, you're giving me a potential double. Yeah. And if I double you with my corner, I mean, it's not going to be good. Uh, so he went ahead and took first turn, moved everything up, grabbed points. Uh, I had a crazy, amazing plan to do this, like, super long bomb charge. Yeah. And it completely failed. He killed all my shit. 
everything died on my end. So I was like, oh, I just lost game three. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I wasn't stressed, but I was pretty sure I lost. Yeah. And then I, I got the magic of double turn. Nice. Uh, magic of a double turn. <laughs> the, the, the fairy magic of double turn. <laughs> I, I kind of felt bad for the dude, but it's happened to me so many times that I'm, I'm light on pity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every, everybody's going to learn. Yep. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you guys feel about double turn? Love, hate, and different... Well, it depends on which side you're on. <laughs> the love and the hate. <laughs> I like um, talking about. Uh, think my thoughts with daughters of Cain is that I, I have a, have it down to a really low drop, and I like uh, taking the first turn. Um, even though they're, I, I'm not worried about getting double turned. Uh, just because I, I just want to turn on all my buffs. Yeah, that's yeah you're really resilient. Really yeah. yeah, get those yeah. buffs off. I don't, yeah, I don't care really what happens in the first turn. I'm going to turn on all my buffs and see if I can get control of at least one objective. Right. So I, I don't, with them, I don't really sweat the double turn. But the double turn, I mean, it's just it's just part of the game. I like it. I like how chaotic it is that you can't. It's not just like my turn, your turn. You know, right. things can swing so huge with that double turn, um, and I think that gives you an opportunity too to like save face. I guess. You know, yeah. You know, maybe I would have won if I hadn't been double turned. You know? <laughs> hey, that's basically every game I've ever lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Pesky double turn. Pesky double turn. I would have. I would have wiped you off the board. <laughs> yeah. You know. It was for you kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the opposite for me in that I fear the double turn mm-hmm. as a, as a KO player. Oh yeah. yeah. Because there's such, such glass cannons. Yeah. It's like the, the double turn can just wipe me off. But if I get the double turn. Yeah. You're going to inflict a lot of pain. I can, right. Uh, inflict, inflict a lot yeah. of pain that, that then helps, helps me. That beautiful, know, beautiful pain you bring. Stick, stick around <laughs> a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes hey, uh, uh, it, it ends sorry, up you getting wiped or me wiping you. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just like one or the other. Yeah. So, so with cities, it's a little, they're, it's the classic dwarves and they have a little bit more staying power. Mm-hmm. But um, if you get through that, you know, that screen into the meat, into the gooey meat, you know, that gooey center that I have. Yeah. Then, <laughs> uh, you know, then there you go. there was another thing that happened game three and and not to call the guy out but uh i think there there has to be a certain level of tolerance there even during a tournament game uh so just saying that there was a few times where the the dude had accidentally wandered out of his shrine range and and the way gloomsight works is it's you don't take battle shock while you're in the shrine range Mm. So he had put a couple models outside because that's to be holy even. Okay. And I'm like, hey, dude, you're going to take Battleshock on all this crap. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, move it back. Mm. So he went ahead and moved that stuff back. It, it just makes you think, am I right for letting him do that? Or should I have been like, judge? You know, wh- wh- what do you do at that point, especially when you're at a GT? Uh, just, yeah. I think it, yeah, it just depends. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with just letting it happen but you know what if you if you do that and you get the win then is it a satisfying win you know what i mean 
I, yeah, yeah. I, I think I would have felt like a jerk if I called him out on that kind of stuff. But I think I was with my right to do it. I, I don't know. I didn't do it, but yeah. I mean, you would have been like a tournament's a tournament. It's right. not like you got to bring your game, and it's up to you to keep your game. Yeah. With how nice you are with telling somebody something, I mean, that's only I like. To, I guess to me, that's just how how generous you want to be. Like, yeah. Right. Much more tough to get on yourself. I guess it's also important to realize that it, it doesn't have to return the favor. So if I screw something up, I, I don't expect the guy to be takey backy. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's the one cool thing I've heard about you, Chris, is that like you're actually kind of known for that. Not not to say am I really? To keep doing it's not true. <laughs> but nobody. Um, I've heard that from a couple people. Yeah, well, I'm gnashing my teeth too. right now. I'm, I'm gonna go pillow scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we, sh- we should have told you just to bring your pillow to the yeah. to the yeah. Yeah, uh, John and Craig both said the same thing yeah. that you, you know, you help them out and they end up getting the win. So it's so awesome that you're still helping people and getting the, all the wins. Yeah. But now, what if I told you I instantly regret it? If you want to now, <laughs> you've done it enough. If you turn around and say, I'm not helping anybody else out, then it's fine. You yeah. well, I am. From now on, I'm not helping anybody do anything. Yeah. You feel it. There we go. We have it. Yeah. So uh, next time you play Chris, you're expecting a little handout. No, you ain't nope. going to get it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. We're, we're measuring millimeters. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a tournament coming up this weekend. I'm going to end up playing Chris, and then it's going to happen. And I'm going to go, come on. Come on. Chris, oh, oh, well, so one, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I definitely can't wait. Chris, are you going Saturday? I think I am. So my, my family's going to uh, Universal. Oh, okay. And, and and homie, don't play that. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> oh, yeah, awesome. I hate to say this, but I'm never doing any of that stuff again. I'm not going to Disney. I'm not going to SeaWorld. I'm done doing the, the family fun stuff forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> no more fun. <laughs> Fun family stuff. No fun hey, I'm a terrible father. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a t- yeah, I don't do any of that crazy stuff that you're expected to do. It's, I don't know. You want to hang out with dad? Learn how to play Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't expect me to help you. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's the first person you don't actually help out is your kid. <laughs> yeah. Focus, focus. I uh, hit her with a little ruler. Yeah. How sad would that be? <laughs> Whack. Watch. Nice. Take my nine year old and hit her on the wrist. <gasps> Kids see you. You're going to be like the nun from uh, <laughs> uh, Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah, just, just, yeah. yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, every none of that's been so nice, three? though. Yeah. Uh, game three, I played Iron Jaws. I played, uh, oof, I, I, maybe another guy named John, but he was from Tampa. Cool. How'd that go? Um, it went uh, it went well for me because we played focal points, and so two of the practice games I played was against you, Chris. Uh-huh. And, and we played focal points both times. So when it was, yeah, like, I, told, I told you that one creeps up all the time, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, you were like, "This is gonna, this is gonna happen," and uh, so that's why we ended up playing it the, the, the second time. And it was like, "Oh yeah," it was. Uh, I looked at that. I was playing Iron Jaws, and so for me, as a shooting army that shoots well against monsters, that does lots of rend, um, I w- and focal points is all about 
basically bringing in everything kind of somewhat towards the middle. You yeah, know, we're, we're not playing on a six foot wide table. We're playing on a four foot wide table, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so for me, that was perfect because now everything's going to be in range. So he was like, he had a low drop army. He said, you go first. And so I just bridged to the middle, took the center one, and I just shot all of his heroes in the back line. <laughs> and I think uh, I killed his war chanter and his shaman, and he had two maul crushers. I took one maul crusher down to three wounds, oh. and I took the other one down to six wounds, maybe. So that was... That was, was the dude sad? That was top of round one. <laughs> oh, oh man, that hurts. Hell. Yeah. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I had shot one of my gyrocopters all the way up the side and basically pinned one of his units up in the top corner so he couldn't really get around. Um, and, uh, yeah, so basically he kind of did that thing where he was just like, screw it, I'm just going to run in and try to kill as much as I can. Yeah. And... I had Gotrick right in the middle. Oh, <laughs> come to me. Yeah. So he ran a he ran a mall crusher and ten hard boys at uh, within range of Gotrick, and so Gotrick was able to take both of those out. Oh, hey, um, turn two. <laughs> do you think people were ready for Gotrick? The I would say the only person that was ready for Gotrick was Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of secret uh, secret text. Yeah. yeah, so Kevin was the only one that was ready for Gotrick. Everybody else was either pissed at Gotrick or just like scared. Like the amount, like like Gotrick, although as a small model, he has this big aura. Basically, he's another three inches larger radius because right, nobody wants to get him. within uh, uh, combat distance of him. And so, uh, you know, later on in the tournament, everybody's just like setting up around Gotrick. Yeah. And they don't want to get in there. They just want to keep Gotrick from running around and doing something more precious. You, uh, and you, it's, it's really hard to deal with. Yeah, he is. You brought the uh, Soul Screen Bridge. Yep. Were you able to get Gotrick over the bridge? No, Gotrick can't go over the bridge. Oh, he can't. Why no. not? Because his his uh, uh, his rules say he can't be set up. Oh. So in the rules of the Soul Screen Bridges, you take the model off, set it to the side, and then set it up again within so many inches of the mm -hmm. other one. And because it says that, mm -hmm. Gotrick can't travel the bridge. Gotcha. gotcha. So basically, Gotrick for us runs. I mean, yeah. he sets up on the twelve inch line <laughs> and he runs forward. Yeah. <laughs> and you and the soul screen bridge worked out for you? Oh yeah. That is the amount of like mobility that it provides. Although Tempest Eye does provide mobility, taking a lot of iron well, I didn't take a lot of iron drinks, but the ability for a what I found out is like for a shooting army to read like go back across the bridge is very key. So I've done that with you. Yeah. You run in Marathi. Marathi is like the worst against shooting mm. from shooters because all of a sudden three wounds. You can't shoot anybody but me. Yeah. Right. And so and then and you're not gonna kill her. Mm -hmm. So the bridges allow me to then retreat back through the bridge uh and then shoot who uh, who I want to. Yeah. Yeah that's really smart. I like that. Yeah who whose idea was that? 
that was Adam's idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I played Adam. And then, Adam's so smart. Yeah, for sure. You know, you should do this before Crucible. And I was like, I'm just trying to get all everything else done. I don't have time to. Blah, blah, blah. It was so impressive. You got it done too. I just, I, I had to make it happen because after uh, trying it out, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool tech. I, I love it. Yeah. So the bridges are, are pretty amazing for, for Tempest Eye. Yeah. I, any, any like short range, powerful shooting. Well, the iron drakes, they shoot twice if they don't move, yeah. which is a huge restriction. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like they only shoot 18 inches. So you, you're, you, and you can't get closer without, right. you know, but then, and they can only shoot once. So I mean, they hit hard, but mm-hmm. you really want then that double shot, right? Yeah. Uh, so the bridges allow you to move. And because Tempest Eye wizards uh, can cast the empowered version of the endless spells, they don't just move oh, wow. 12 inches. You can move the bridge 24 inches. Whoa, that's crazy, man. Yeah, so now the, the heart of the army can move 24 inches. So, and you, you said you could fit the whole army. Uh, I can, yeah, the one that I played at Crucible, I can fit the whole army within a 12 inch, well, it's a, it's within six inch radius of the, of the bridges. So I could, if I wanted to, but your entire army, 24 inches in there. Other than Gotrick, the entire army can move 24 inches. And the gyrocopters can move 19 inches on turn one. So that wasn't like worth putting them in there, but everybody else, basically that was how I, that was how I set up was everybody set up within six inches of this little, like I, I, I would put down this little, you know, uh, I would put down the base of the soul screen bridge. Yeah. So that I knew where it would be. And I set everybody up around it and then I took it off so that I knew everybody was, it was in range. And that's how the setup happened. Everybody always set up within that, except for oh, wow. and the two gyrocopters. Which yeah, that's a really cool tech. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's those, those units, those three units, they, their job already is to refuse the flank, just like you're doing, right. Chris, with the Marauders. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they don't need the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So the other, the, the gyrocopters help keep from people, you know, deploying within, you know, like in my backfield to my sides and whatever and trying to charge that group and tying me up uh, or trying to take people off. Um, and uh, and then Godric, of course, just put him line him up wherever I want him to run straight. Yeah. Your army sounds mean, man. I, hopefully I'll avoid you this Saturday. I'll, I'll be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, no, it was fun. I enjoyed Godric. But, so, yeah, Iron Jaws was just, like, perfect. Yeah. I was like, to me, that's a perfect match. Well, that, and that's with the new book, too. Um, the new uh, Oric book. Don't did Was he doing the list that if you cause wounds, they get to move forward? Yes. But because I ran my gyrocopter up, ah. you, you can't do that if uh, you can't do that move if you're within nine inches of another. Oof. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. So you stopped him right there with that. So I, yeah, I ran that gyrocopter up, and basically that was suicide for him. Mm-hmm. But they kept him from being able to move. Yeah. And then I, and then I traveled across the bridge and lined up nine inches away from his other blocks. Yeah. Oof. And just just threw in massive amounts of fire. And the way that I have the army set up is I have a, a, a unit of long beards. Mm-hmm. 
and you can take 10 guys and spread them out really well. Pretty wide, yeah. And what I found out <laughs> was if I drop a bridge, that's a that's a 50 millimeter base, I think, or something like that. Yeah. 150 mm-hmm. or 160, something like that. Yeah. That is a blockage. Like, for a melee person, if I put that bridge on my flank, you can't hit my flank without going around the back. Yeah. So I put that there on the flank, and then I just lined up my long beards around the front. Ten guys can go 20 inches. Yeah, I think almost. so. How, it, it, they have to be within an inch of each other? Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, yeah uh, so it's almost 20 inches. And uh, so ten guys can spread pretty, pretty far. Yeah. Long beards are a, a four up save. Tempest Eye, they're plus one, round one. And Yay. in melee, they're plus one. So, so they go two plus, so well. They're a two up armor save, round one. Yeah. And so they're 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 a good screen. Yeah. That's yeah. juicy. Yeah. Hey, what's the casting value on the, the bridge? It's a six, but the uh Hurricaneum gives me plus one to cast. That's awesome. So I, yeah. I gotta get off on a five. Love it. I'm assuming you're deploying your wizard so he can't be unbound at that point. Yeah. So what I was running the hurricane with a battle mage, so he was my wizard, and yes, that would would usually be outside of uh, unbinding range. Yeah. So the time it didn't work for me, I was I played Williams uh, is when I played Williams um, Slanesh for that battle report. Yep. And uh, I failed the role. Yeah. So t- what I've learned is everybody else gets these like, hey, spend a CP and you can redo it, right? Yeah, redo your yeah. Role. redo your charge. Yeah, you know. But for magic, it's like, wah, wah. yeah. There's not too many, too much of that stuff out there as far as rerolling. But at least you have a uh, plus one. Yeah, so I have a plus one. Five yeah. should be should be easy. Yeah, but it just happens. It you just know, happens. every once in a while, you don't you don't you don't you don't get it. Yeah. So if I don't get it, I think my I can I can weather one one round of charges. That sounds fun, man. Sounds like a cool army. Yeah. So that was the end of day three. Or sorry, day one, the day third one. game. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. End of Woo! day three. End of day one. So Chris, what was uh, that Sunday morning like for you? Hey, so so check this out. Uh, I'm basically 40 years old. I went to bed. So like uh, the night before, I didn't stay up all night. I, I went to sleep. Nice. So I, the next morning, I woke up. I felt great. You know, uh, I, I didn't stay up all night boozing. I mean, I had one or two chicken wing, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the extent of my excitement. Nice. So for game four, I was rested and ready to go. So it I think like the moderation was the key. Yeah. yeah. Moderation, a good attitude. Yeah, I just see one question. A little bit of a buzzkill, right? But that's what did it. <laughs> <laughs> one question, because I put it out there to uh, the yes. Space Force. Uh, what uh, what questions we should ask you today? And the only one I saw uh, when I was scrolling through was to ask you the proper way to eat a chicken wing. <laughs> slowly, I think that's the right answer. You just have to eat it as slow as you can because there's people watching you. So you take that one wing and you just kind of do it slow. Do it slow because people are watching you. Yeah, the people that doesn't happen to you guys. Where uh, you take it slow eating the wings because people are watching. They, yeah, yeah. Every time like I take the wings, everybody's looking or... at me. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this like an so slow it's erotic? 
I, I guess. It doesn't feel erotic. It feels weird. But... <laughs> yeah, the employees are like looking at you, and then when you look up, they, they dart their eyes down to pretend they're just texting. No, they're, they're staring at me. It's bullshit. It is an awkward like meal to eat. You're yeah. basically just like rubbing something around your face. Yeah, yeah. and that's usually and when the like the waiter or waitress comes up and asks you how everything is. Do you right. need anything? And here you are, like bathing in sauce uh, and oh, wing yeah. grease. Yes, they do. There's there's freaking sauce yeah. in my beer. Yeah. And that's yeah, even more awkward. I want to yeah. say it, more awkward than eating a chicken <laughs> finger is licking your fingers <laughs> while they're watching you, waiting for you to respond. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's a no win situation for everybody really involved. It's just basically <laughs> let me know. It's yeah. a lose lose. Yeah, hell man. I was thinking about of my own home. <laughs> yeah, 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 I I, I love ordering oh. wings to my home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Because then I'll just devour them, and I don't yeah. care that I've got wing sauce in my eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it smells good for like an entire twelve hours. Yeah, so it's true. Yeah. 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 Uh. All right, so uh, that Sunday, Sunday morning, morning game, yeah, so, uh, game four. So game four was against the War Master himself. Uh, the War Master himself. The War Master himself. So, so Will is was currently like I don't know, ten or fifteen games uh, undefeated. Basically, he went and won uh, Nova. Yeah, and a bunch of other tournaments with, with uh, a crazy list. Now, uh, do you think that he was as wise as you? Do you think he got a good night's sleep? Hell yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I bet you Will got a very good night's sleep. He seems like the kind of guy who will get a good night's sleep. He would, uh, yeah, he sat focused on the game. There's nothing else. Do you think he had wings, though? Oh, he, uh, he probably had at least one wing. Okay, so. one wing. All right. Just the one wing. He's... There's <laughs> <laughs> definitely one one wing, possibly two, but I, I think it was just one. Gotcha. Oh, so gotcha. you guys were starting at the same level. Wow. Good, yeah. good, good night of sleep. Yeah, you, you both probably had a bourbon shot the day before. Yeah, had a wing the day before. Yep. Right. So it was very even. Nothing, nothing too crazy happened. I didn't take any money out of the bank account. No one caught me doing anything weird. So. <laughs> awesome. And this is the classic wrath and rapture matchup. That's right, Corn versus Sinesh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So how'd it go? All right, uh, I guess I'll start with, so here's the thing about Will. Uh, the dude doesn't make mistakes. So okay. if, if, if you watch him play a lot, if you play with him a lot, you'll see that almost nothing gets by him. Yeah. So I just remember a few times playing the guy, and I'm like, wait, if he does this right now, if he moves here and sees this, I'm screwed. And then sure enough, I, I see him is moving his eyes and he's thinking, and he just doesn't screw up. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a testament to him. Um, the, the other thing that we need to talk about is the, the list. So his list has got three keepers, yeah. uh, 30 chicks, and then 10 chicks and maybe some horses. But uh, it's light on body count. So it's, it's, there's not too many bodies there for, to take objectives. Uh, the other thing is that Corn can't straight up beat it in Slugfest. So I can't run up to him and say, hey, hit me in the chin, because he will. Yeah. Right. Um, in that game, the, uh, I did the same thing where I, I put Chaos Marauders on each flank, and I think that's where Will made his first stutter step, where he was like, wait, I kind of saw him deciding to think at that point where he's like, am I going to ignore those annoying Marauder fast cap, or am I going to keep on with my plan? So, uh, and you did this, this first. That's nice. 
What's that? You put them. Those are the first things you put down. Yeah. Uh, another thing that happened was there was commanding terrain and my shrine, and then his terrain. So when you lay down those first pieces of terrain, you're kind of telegraphing where your army is going to go. Yeah. Uh, in my case, I don't give a damn. So I, I'll put that out there, hoping that you're going to react to it. And he he kind of did. Nice. So he deployed everything on the other end, and, and I just followed suit. So, uh, all of my passive buffs were basically not in play. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the scenario called again? I think it's a, it's it's the one in which there's four objectives on each corner, and it's like knife to, to the heart. It's like knife oh, to the heart, yeah. right? On turn three, if you control all four, you you win. Yeah. Which is fantastic for me because I don't have to go to the middle of the table and get punched in the face. And he's got all those keepers, but. It's still whoever has the most bodies. Right, right. Uh, the game starts out with, he makes me go first because that's what you do in melee versus melee, right? Yeah. Uh, I spread my army out so that there wasn't anything obvious he can just eat, and I kind of sat back. Uh, I remember measuring it out, and he needed high rolls to get me with everything, and he, he didn't get the high rolls. Uh, the important thing, at least in, in my mind, was that when we rolled off to see who caught the double turn, going into turn two, uh, I caught the double turn, but scoring only happened on turn three. Yeah. But so I basically said, no, you're going again. I'm, I'm going to force you to double me. Mm. Uh, when I forced Will to double turn me, I think that's when another stutter step, he was like, wait, what? I'm like, yep, you're, I'm forcing you to go again. Because that'll give me first opportunity to end the game basically yeah uh when that happened he was like okay well then i'm gonna come at you full force and, and he did he basically threw two keepers in 10 minutes and killed you know a good 25 percent of our army of that stuff um going from turn two and turn three i caught the double again except this time i kept it uh at that point scoring begins and he had a keeper in the, the epitome guarding his home objective, uh, then 10 chicks and five calf guarding his other objective. And uh, I was just able to run bodies onto him without even fighting and take him. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So, right, the 10 router fast cab that was on the flank, I'm sorry, the five router fast cab that was on the flank, rolled a six to run, which is a 19 inch run. So basically, five rudder fast cav took the point from Epitome and a keeper. Which, that, that, I think, is the thing about a double turn that's really tough for anybody, whether you can say, hey, I'll take it. You're giving, like, essentially your opponent gets two full moves on you. Yeah. Which I feel like that's, like, the biggest, that's one of the biggest burns. Is it really hurts? Yeah, yeah. You get two full moves, even if you're not like trying to do combat. In this sense, you're not trying to do combat, but you nope. get a chance to set your army up and then set your army up again. Like, yeah. oof, right? And um, planning those moves too. You you plan thinking your opponent's going to get to go. Yeah, so it could. Maybe it works out if, you, if you've if you got a straightforward plan. But if you're thinking, well, I'm going to play defensively, thinking my opponent's going to get the next turn, and then you get the next turn, 
you get the double turn when you're not expecting it. Yeah. And then you're not in any kind of position to capitalize on it. You yeah. know, if you're thinking defensively, I can see, I can see it going yeah, both it's ways. A great, it's, it's a great mix to the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hey, right. That was the second stutter step that I think Will made in that game was when I forced him to take the double. He was like, what? What? Yeah. So I, I, I visibly saw him kind of decide, oh, wait a minute, what, what the hell am I going to do? Am I going to come at you full force or worry about objectives? Uh, so that was like another chink in the armor there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, cr- crazy fun game. Nice. What did he end up um, doing? Did he end up coming full force? <sighs> he did. He, he went straight up at me. Uh, but it doesn't matter if you carry if you score on that second turn. Yeah. So he basically owned three of the objectives, but it didn't matter because it's not turn three. Yep. So during during my turn, he had two keepers sitting on one, and I went with like three models and took it back. I didn't, I didn't have to fight. Yeah. Oh, nice. And you have to have yeah. all four to win, right? You do, yeah. Yep. yep. So basically, my other Marauder, Fast Cav, and some Blood Warriors ran up, grabbed one. Marauders grabbed one, and three or four models grabbed the other one and came over. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations on that win. Yeah, it was hard fun, man. Thanks. Uh, I remember... Feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a really intense game. So, someone had asked earlier, now, now hey, we're, we're, were you comfortable fighting fighting that fight? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that's the National Army Inside Out. Yeah. There's, there's no mystery there. It's not a... It's not a, a bad thing. It's not an offensive thing to say that, but it's. All right. I know what that arm is going to do. And it's like Karate Kid versus Mr. Miyagi. You know, it's like yeah, I'm the old guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another thing is that the internet doesn't accept that. I don't know if you guys have caught that yet, but everyone's like, "No, Sanesh can't lose the corn." But yes, it can. Yeah, definitely can. That's what's so. I do love this game. I think it it keeps getting better because people complain about how powerful the new army is and power creep and all that. But you you get the right scenario. You get the right double turns. You know. Yeah. There's ways. There's ways around. There's ways to win. There's all kinds of. There's more than one way to win. Yeah, super fun. Well, what about you? Who'd you do for a turn for game four? Um, I played... So I was supposed to play Sylvaneth. So going, leaving the night before, we got paired up, and I got paired against Sylvaneth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not, not one of the Thruit brothers, but somebody else. And I, I didn't know the guy. Um... So, so I didn't know my opponent, like the person, like I didn't know the player, uh, and I'd never, I've actually never played Sylvaneth before, and so, but I've seen battle reports on Sylvaneth, and so I kind of have an idea of what they're doing, and and I was just thinking to myself, like going into this one where I need to control four objectives against Sylvaneth is going to be tough. They can just like maybe you know build up their uh, forests kind of in between. I can't shoot through them, all this kind of stuff. So I was a little worried. Um, come in Sunday morning, some people dropped off. He was one of the guys that dropped off. So I got paired oh. with uh, John from everybody's name, John, right? John from Atlanta. Uh, he played the Trogoth army. It was a beautiful army, wasn't it? Oh, beautiful army. Looks so good. 
and but then to again to me that's like playing iron jaws again like oh this is the matchup this is perfect (laughs) i'm just shooting a bunch of monsters yeah and uh although i thought it was going to be easier the the rock guts man they were tough he had like two blocks of six and the way that we kind of deployed um i had my whole group on one side I had a nice, really good defensive position next to the objective. I was able to walk. I was able to run up and kind of get behind the, some trees. So it kind of created like this nice sort of like all I had to do is defend on one side and on the other side. Um, and then the trees to the north of me was, was, was you know, was a, a big enough blocker. It was those, not trees, but they were like those those viney ones that you can't really yep. go through. Yeah. Anyway. There ain't no trolls moving through there. So I was like, that was, was a perfect wall in the front. Anyway, so I kind of had my long beards to the left, uh, you know, my iron drakes to the right, Arcanauts in the middle. And uh, I just shot those tr- those rock guts as they came tumbling <laughs> down. It, it took me three turns to, to, to finally kill those. Like it took me. Oh, I'm surprised they, they, they stood up so long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I put Gotrick on the other side um, and just ran him up. And he put two units of um, the Fellwater trolls over there. He had Skagrot and he had the troll uh, hag. And um, so first turn. So he made me go first. Everybody kept making me go first. (laughs) So first turn, I ran up my block. And uh, I was able to, I was able to get my Arcanauts within 12, 24 inches of the the troll hag. Uh, so I shot the troll hag off first turn. Oh, you straight up killed her? Yeah. So I straight up oh. first round, um, and then I just ran Gotrick up the left, and I kept my um, my gyrocopters in the back because I wanted to keep him from maybe doing like hand of gork. Yeah. And, dropping trolls to my backfield so i kept those in the back so that he couldn't do that or he would have to do them way out wide um and then he ran all his trolls forward um i think i got the next i went top of turn two uh shot more of his trolls um whittled them down a little bit and then uh bottom of two he just kept running forward Godric made it up and took out one of the Fellwater. Um, Skagrot kept trying to hit Godric. Skagrot was doing this <laughs> missile attack. And that was what was hurting Godric. Like this missile Funny. attack. I don't know. It was like five or six shots. Yeah, all those fungus shots he throws at you. Right? Yeah. So he kept doing it. He did like two wounds on Godric the first round. And wow. Two wounds the first <laughs> round. And um, uh, then round three, uh, I went top of three. So it was just rolls. I, I think I kept winning the roll. And so I kept making myself go first because then it was like, I need to go top of three. Gotrick killed the remaining Fellwater. I ran my gyrocopter up. So both of those guys were on the, the far objective. I shot all the trolls out from the, from me, finally. And then I bridged. This is the first time I used the bridge during the game. I bridged from there to the other objective at the other corner and just dropped my rune lord. 
So I just took one guy across the bridge. Nice. And then I had them all top of three. Oh, nine. yeah. Wow. You know what? Like, I, I don't see what a truck army does against a go truck besides cry. What, is, what are they going to do? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Except for crying. Just, hey, I'm going to start crying. It's going to be awkward because I'm a grown man. But rain. <laughs> need to bring a box of tissues, too. So. Yeah. It, and I think Gotrick, if he can fight first, then you're not going to kill him. So yeah. if I, witches would make me worried because witches could get around him and do a lot of attacks. But, um, man, if he hits your witches first, you're not going to have enough witches left to, to kill him. Yeah. Even with the five up, five up? Uh, witch elves? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if they've got the bladed bucklers, it's a five up, five up. And if I get the prayer off that gives them the blessing of Cain that gives them the re-roll on the second yeah. five. Uh, so yeah, so then it's a five up, five up, five up. Um, so I'm going to kill maybe 15 witches the first half. <laughs> yeah. And then I get to go again. They so get to go again. Them. So, you know, so if I can go first, if I can charge your witches, I think Godric will survive. If you charge Godric, I think you could take him out in two two rounds. Well, if you charged yeah. him twice. I think if you're like going around his base, two rings of witches, uh, I might be able to get like fifteen in base contact. Because they're so small, you get, so small. You get two two and the two ranks two rows deep. Right? Yeah. That's why so, he's so good against these bigger base, you know, chaos you know, like the the corn yeah. guys and, and stuff like that. So like big bases. Big bases. I would love to see what would happen if I could get, you know, two ranks of witches completely around Gotrick, and because that would be like sixty attacks, and I'd be curious to see if the sixty attacks could kill him in one go. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I still uh, think that like half the armies out there can't deal with Gotrick. Yeah. Half the builds out there can't generate enough, you know, attacks well, like that. You can't. Maybe you can't kill him. But you can't because you're the the person that has him can't teleport him, uh, yeah. and he only has right. like a four move, four inch yep. move. Yep. So yep. I think that everybody should have something in their list that can screen him. Right. Like, hey, you know? kill this, please. Right. Yeah. Just force him to like. I, I gotta kill this before I can move. Okay. Now you put something else. I gotta kill this before I can move. You can just like lock him down. I thought when I last played you, Adam, yeah. you were gonna you were gonna take Marathi in there and try and lock him down. I was thinking about it, but I felt it, the way the table laid right. out, what you did was better. Mm. Um, he killed a lot of stuff, tons of stuff, but Marathi was able to tie down the shooter. Yeah, by going in there, which was crucial. Yeah. Um, cool. Which, if you uh, are listening to our show, check out our latest battle report and hear and see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, what about uh, so game four? You you, you did it. You, you did it. So it's like, it's Will like William must be feeling so bad. He actually looked pretty happy. So I, I, I he was gracious. <laughs> so back to back, yeah, yeah. Back to well, I, I feel like you were on a high when uh, Marathi. 
you got it. Right, yeah, dude. I killed Marathi. Uh, I, I took out a bunch of keepers. Well, I didn't take them out, but you know, I, I won the game against right. them. Yeah, and, and then won the won the game against Will. So, how were you feeling at that? Oh, I'm gonna in the pig and poop. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your final game against? So I played against a Brendan. Uh, Brendan was playing a, a Feck, but he's playing Screaming Feck. So it's a slight variation on the the regular shove three tear guys up your yeah, the uh, nose. Courts. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. What was his list like? So we had a, a, a it's it's blister skin I think it's what it's called in which everything's moving really fast mm-hmm. I think it gets like plus four to move then plus a spell so they're all moving speed eight you know sixteen inches and they also uh, deep strike oh so um, uh, Brendan and I have an interesting history in which he mostly kicks the shit out of me and, and all the pickup <laughs> games we play so he'll bring something from our left field and it's just like what what what, what do I do oh oh I died. <laughs> uh, I think the last time him and I played, he brought uh, Fire Slayers, and he had five Magma Drops. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they were all, like, next to each other. So it's just five Magma Drops coming directly at you. Wow. And it didn't work out for me. I think I, I, he didn't lose any models, and oh, he killed 200 Drops. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> but, uh, so how this Fleshing Your Courts list do against your, your corn guys? So the last scenario was relocation orb, and uh, he made me go first, which is what I expected. Uh, in relocation orb, the the hero is worth thirty models if he has an artifact. Maybe it's twenty, but he's worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I made sure that I measured so that on a run roll of a six, I would be within the three inches of the relocation orb. Um, everything else has to go straight up in the middle because I know he's going to make me go first. Yeah, uh, and sure enough, he made me go first. So the person who goes first scores one. The person who goes second scores three, which uh, you can also see in our battle report with uh, <laughs> Nicholas and I. We played relocation orb. Did you? Yep. This new relocation orb is so much better than the old one, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but knowing how that scoring is one and three, you won't be able to come back from the second player taking the point for the most part. Like it's, it's devastating to be three and one. Yeah. Uh, so knowing that I was like, wait a minute, he's probably going to try to snipe my character. Uh, but I'm going to throw him up there, wrap him up as tight as I can. And then uh, I'm going to save my CPs to try to reroll my ones on my character. Yeah. Uh, that character had a three up armor save with ethereal. So rerolling ones on three plus, I'll probably be okay. I hope I'll be all right. Uh, but what Brendan did during his turn, he kind of blitzed everything and started screaming attacks at random stuff. And none of it was at my character. Hmm. So as soon as I realized that Brendan wasn't going to attack my character, I was like, hey, you're not getting me off this point. Hmm. It's just not going to happen. Um, in that game, the Blood Warriors were kind of an obstacle to him because he knew that if he threw everything at the Blood Warriors, it would be a, a, a mismatch. You guys get what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you throw 70 attacks at 10 Blood Warriors, it's not a, it's not good for you. Uh, he ended up throwing enough, but there was like two or three Blood Warriors holding him back out of range of contesting, basically. And uh, yeah, my army just ground his his down, and that was kind of the end of the game. Hmm. That's awesome. 
And you, yeah. uh, you were, uh, were you the one point guy the whole time? I was. Yeah. yeah so e- even when he's has two or three, you know, four or five models left, he can still pull some shenanigans to score three points. I so it, it wasn't over until the very last second. Did it keep going your way? Like, did it keep moving in your favor as far as the direction of the orb, or not really? If I remember correctly, the orb will only go left or right now, right? It goes up over 12, up 12, is that what it does? Yeah, it can go, but yeah, but it can uh, kind of goes in your direction to the left or right, or their direction to the left and right. But yeah, it has, right. two, it has two places it can go, right? It starts in the center, it can go two left or two right. Right. In our case, it went 12 inches to the right and then 12 inches towards him. Oh. Uh, the only downside here was that he smashed my army head on and was felt basically the full synergy of it. So he felt the what Wrathmongers with Blood Secretors, with Skull Reapers, everything of mine was hitting back. So after it was all said and done, the, the trade was heavily in my favor. So I think it was like every... Every three of my models that he killed, he lost like a Crypt Stalker or a Crypt Flayer. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in his favor. And I think by the time the game ended, it was, uh, he had like four models left. I still had half my army. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing that happened in this game was that Scar Bloodwrath, five Wrathmongers, and ten Blood Warriors had grabbed the relocation orb. And he went in for a Hail Mary with his uh, Crypt Keeper, uh, whatever the Lord level character is for them on foot. Yeah. And uh, he was going to attack my Wrathmongers, right? But I was like, hey, man, start a combat phase. I'm going to use Scar Bloodwrath's command ability on the Wrathmongers, which means if you kill them, they'll get to strike back at you. And then as soon as he saw that, he was like, oh, nope, I'm going to send all my attacks somewhere else. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's that's amazing. Psychologically, you're not willing to take on the most dangerous thing because you're afraid it's going to hit you back. Yeah. You like to play those psych- those psychological wars. Oh, those are rumors. <laughs> 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 no, but then uh, but yeah, I ended up and I got to hoot and holler and yell Blood for the Blood God. So that, that was a fun yeah. game too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Very good. Yeah, good stuff. Congratulations once again. Yeah, thank you. It, it felt great to finally win one of those damn things. That's awesome. Yeah. Good, good, good. Plus, <laughs> what was your last game? So I, I finally played Sylvaneth, my last game. Uh, I played uh, Tim. Through, which is funny, a little story about the Throop Brothers. Um, they're twins. I did not know there were twins. <laughs> so, uh, when we got to the event, one of them came up and was like, hey, like, oh, the cities. That's awesome. This is a new army. Let me check it out. Asked me a bunch of questions. Answered a bunch of questions. Uh, and then I went and like started talking to somebody else, and then blah, blah 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 blah, and there he was again, and was like, "Oh, <laughs> and asked me a bunch of questions," and I was like, uh, "Okay, I already answered them, but I guess I'll answer these questions again." You know, like it was a little like we just had this conversation, and then they both stood next to each other, and I was like, "Ah." There's two of them. <laughs> Twins makes yeah. sense. So anyway, um, so I I played Tim the last game. He's he played Sylvaneth. Um, uh, so I was a little like, 
okay, well, let's see how this goes, right? Because this is, to me, another, for dwarves, it's another 50-50 chance, really. Okay. Does it go my way or does it go your way? Right. Um, and uh, so he actually took the top of turn one. And so, uh, but then he played his secret tech. And oh, yeah. threw dirt through at me. And he, uh, so Durthu, uh, has a shooting attack. And so he, so he basically deep strikes Durthu after he's been set up already. So he sets up Durthu like near Ilariel and then he can deep strike Durthu. Sets up Durthu, um, and shoots my Arcanaut company. I got 40 guys. I don't care because I can lose 28 of my guys before you start eating into my skyhooks. Mm. Ten wounds. I take off ten guys. Yeah, because I they were like uh, like whatever my save was could do it. Damage ten guys. Boom. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Now Durthu charges. Well, he buffed up Durthu. Like whatever Durthu has, he has three attacks. His attacks do five damage in the end. Whatever he did, he had three additional attacks, and he laid it all out and told me, uh, you know, it was all legit. So he has six attacks. Funny thing is, he, he what he did is he he went into my gyrocopter, which was like trying to play a screen. So he hits my gyrocopter, does not kill it. I roll amazing roll, like save rolls. Gyrocopter stays alive, doesn't take any wounds. But then he gets to attack again. Whatever his Durthu ability is, he gets to attack a second time. So then he. He piles in, swings around the gyrocopter, and now he's within range of one of my Arcanaut company. Flashes at the Arcanaut company. He, the Arcanaut company, he does 30 wounds to the Arcanaut company. Wow. So You've already lost 10. I've already lost 10, so I only have 30 left. Whatever I rolled to save, I did not roll well. I took... 30 damage. Oh, man. Now, did you tilt at this point? Were you close to tilting or not really? Well, top, top of turn one, that's 500 points. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's my... I had set these guys up so that I could shoot Ilariel my turn. Yeah. I just got to walk up and shoot off and kill Ilariel. That didn't happen. Um, so I, I didn't have anybody to shoot Ilariel. Now I'm like, I've got this guy in my backfield that is right in the heart yeah. of my army. Yeah, I got to take him out. So it's like, do I take Godric towards him? Or do I put all my shooting towards him? So I decided, you know what? Stick with what Godric does. Godric runs up the middle and just hacks and slashes whatever he can. I can possibly bounce him off of a couple of units to try and get maximize his double turn attacking ability and all that good stuff. Anyway, so I just run Gotrick up to charge uh, whoever he put in the middle because the you know the orbs in the middle. Uh, so I shot Durthu off with the rest of my shooting, um, and whatever other hero was there with Durthu because like whatever he did, he had to have this other this other hero there. Uh, so those two were were gone. Bottom of one, Gotrick ran up the middle, killed one of the units in the middle. Um, and then basically the orb went his way. So he took top of turn two so that he could basically like bunker and keep it. 
Um, so he kept going top of the turn. And he kept scoring just one. So yeah. He kept scoring one. So uh, bottom of two, I couldn't take the objective. It was in, in his backfield. I couldn't get anybody back there. The bridge, I couldn't drop it there because of the way he set up his his people. I couldn't drop the bridge and bring my guys out. Uh, so I basically said, this is my 50-50 chance. Either the orb comes back my way or it doesn't, and I lose the game mm-hmm. or win the game or possibly win the game. So I base, I set up to where if the, if the orb came back, I had Gotrick in the middle clearing things out. I had my gyrocopters move in to position in a way that he couldn't bring them, like he couldn't travel the, the trees to try and get into the middle. Um, and then I positioned my army to be able to shoot his pretty good. So I, I did bridge, but to like over to the side. And uh, and so luckily the orb came back to the middle. Um, I finally won um, priority. I made him go first so that I could have a chance at three. He yep. did move some people in. Like, and this is where he did the thing where he moves in towards Godric, but like stays away, like three inches away and did take the objective. So he had three points, uh, top of three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bottom of three, Godric cleared him out. My shooting cleared him, the other guys out. I, I was able to take it. Um, I did 50 more points of damage to his army than he did to mine. Woo! That's crazy close. Yeah, no. so, yeah. Wow. But 50 points. Because he took out that 40 block right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. So I, I, I won based on uh, like a minor victory. So, and going into that, I was like, I, I'm two and two, you know? Like I lost two the first two games. I won the second two. So I was on a high, but I was on Woo! Hell yeah. If I don't win, it's a. You know, like I didn't win more than I lost, you know? So yeah. coming out at the end of a five-game tournament, winning three is like very good for the, uh, the soul. Good for the soul. She <laughs> <laughs> feels so, good. I good Came stuff. out three wins. Good stuff. Excellent. Yeah, awesome. And you both got medals? Yeah, we I got did. the sweet pumpkin for, for winning best, you know, best overall. It's yeah. Loved it. And uh, Nicholas, I won uh, uh, the uh, you know Miss Congeniality. Yep. I I won. Oh, did you? Miss Congeniality. So, best sportsman. I you know I I ran Gotrick up with a smile. That's why I won. <laughs> hey, Nicholas, I I don't uh, I don't remember what you said um, when I asked you if you had tilted when you lost five hundred points worth of stuff. Did you feel any tilt at all? Um. I did. I it was it was a bit of a gut punch um, <laughs> because I did not absolutely did not think that that would happen. Okay, but you were able to kind of pull through the haze and be like, "Hey, I still have a planet. It's not over." It, it, yeah, it took me a few moments to figure say, it out. It's quite a shock. I did that thing where you like yeah. frantically measure for about like, three minutes. Like, where you're just like, <laughs> that was your nervous tick. Yeah, yep. and I'm like, uh. <laughs> like you know, there's yeah, because again, if I move the shooters, the iron drakes don't shoot twice. So that, right, that's right. what it came down that's to. That's big. Words. Oh yeah. If I keep the if I keep if I keep the iron drakes there, I can shoot twice, and they can deal with dirt too. Yeah, but 
and then Godric can just run up. So anyway, that was you know, stick to the game. Stick to the game plan. Mm-hmm. Game plan. Tweet. Also, uh, the, the Troop Brothers, the, the, they're, they're fantastic players. Anytime you, you play them, I mean, you, you don't stand a better chance than 50-50. They, they, they just give them inch and they're in. You know, those guys are always in it. Nice. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. And it, like, and, and, and he was like, this worked out perfect. The Durthu thing was like everything aligned and he was able to do that. But he, he knew exactly what he, what he wanted to do. He had that lined up and ready to go. And I just was none the wiser. Yeah. And when, and when you get sort of like slapped in the face like that or punched in the gut, however it yeah. feels, it's like, oh, what else am I not prepared for? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So after that, I just had to try and play a little bit of the psychological game too, to try and just make him feel like, like, at that point, I need to try and take back some control because mm-hmm. I need to make him at some point feel like he doesn't have control. <laughs> and and you get it back. Yeah, it was a constant like, who's got control? Yeah, you know, and whoever. Well, yeah. Anyway, so there is like a shock and awe, kind of like, you know, yeah, like the take it back to American style warfare, the shock and awe thing. Like he, he, he knew with his shock and awe and you have to answer back yeah, to make him, you know, I have to do something at some point that makes him go, Oh shit. I thought he was done. Yeah. Oh, no. And so that's, yeah, that's awesome. Sounds you know, like a, so that's what game. I had to do. I had to figure out something that was like, and that, that, that's where you do the frantic measuring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're measuring to. You're just going to start measuring, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, it was a good game. That was a really good game. Yeah, I need to find a nervous tick of my own to, to maybe I'll just start looking at my cell phone real quick and, and texting somebody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just start tapping your phone yeah. really fast. Oh my god! Or you just pull out some chicken wings and eat them very seductively in front of your opponent. Just throw off their game. Right, right. Excuse me, I have a drumstick. Yeah. When you have it, I'm like, I don't keep it in my wallet. <laughs> your wallet. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a wallet of chicken wing holdings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did, did you? I, I didn't see Adam or Mark. Did you guys ended up uh, doing D and D thing afterwards. We we did uh, Friday. Unfortunately, was the only day that I I could c- commit to uh, okay. uh, work. Well. Well, we're not going to talk about that, but uh, yeah. Friday I was able to do that, so I wanted to pack in everything I could on Friday. Yeah, and I did get a little bit, get a little taste of everything. Yeah. You got your gaming fix in. I got the gaming fix in, which was uh, very delightful. So uh, I got a little Warhammer in, got some D and D in, uh, made some purchases at the, uh, yeah. the vendors. Yeah, some yeah, some really cool people there. Oh yeah, doing some neat stuff. Uh, yeah, just a. Yeah. So much. I'm so excited to see Crucible growing the way it is. When you planned the first one, Chris, with Craig, yeah. did you see it becoming this? Uh, so, yes and no. I guess there's there's a couple things that... that yeah, you guys had Craig on, what, maybe two podcasts ago? Yeah. Okay, so, so there was... Uh, it, it was really strong. I mean, it, was, it was tough. I'm sorry you said tough. But the, the way that we physically put crucible together was 
physically putting it together. I, I would shove people into my van. I would grab like eight or nine players from Orlando and I would drive them to Tampa <laughs> and say, hey, fellas, let's play. And after that, we would drive to Jacksonville. We would drive to Miami. So it, it was physically pushing people, you know? That's uh, and that's kind of how we grew it because those guys were like, hey, if you're willing to make the drive and time and effort to drive three hours to play us, we'll definitely return a favor. We'll go play with you. So uh, nice. th that first year, we ended up with like 32 people. And like Craig and I were high-fiving each other. We, we, you know, we felt great. Yeah, but it was, 32 it was people. Hard work. What, yeah, for our first time with like no investment like to 32 people that's that's good um and now how many people do you think came this year craig said something around 500 individual members yeah wow. that's amazing yeah. I, I saw the pictures of the main ballroom and it was just packed yeah yeah shoulder, massive number everybody smiles it, it was it looked like a great time yeah at, at that main day saturday so Hey, so like a, another, I don't, I don't want to make the podcast go too long, but there's a couple other things about Crucible that I don't know if Craig mentioned it. No, what's up? We, we, we made a lot of mistakes. Like what? So, <laughs> uh, here's one that you may be familiar with. We started taking advice from everybody. <laughs> so like a player would come up and he's like, hey, here's some terrible advice. And we're like, okay. And then the next player would come up and he's like, here's some really bad advice. And we're like, yeah, that sounds great. So we did just really dumb stuff. Um, Crucible 2, we planned it during the time change. Oh. Yeah, the weekend in which you lose an hour. Yep. In which everyone feels terrible and then, you know, life is horrible. Yeah, yeah everyone uh, ever sleeps and... Right. And during that year, we also got the really bad advice to make it a 24-hour con. Oh. Oh. Right, so so guess who stays up twenty four hours? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's a great idea, fellas. I'll stay up for twenty four hours. That was it was. I don't want to sound like a, a negative Nancy, but man, not the best idea. Yeah, I'm like, fellas, stop playing. It's four in the morning. It was four in the morning. Now it's three in the morning again. It's like we got <laughs> a whole other hour to go now. <laughs> <laughs> we just added an hour. So it was a twenty five hour marathon. No, oh, that's one night. Yeah, the, the, that was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh man! Oh yeah, it, it, it was. You know, Craig and I looked at each other. and We were like, "Okay, we've got to stop taking bad ideas." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I remember by that point, him and I were like looking at each other. And we're like, "Hey, we we can't do this all. You know, we can't run every single tournament and stay up for forty eight hours straight. We have to start delegating at this point." Yeah. But, Totally. And, and now look at it. Yeah. I think yeah they're, they're doing a great job. I'm so. going to say quite the success because everybody I ran into and had the pleasure of talking to, they were just having a blast. They were just so into it and just so happy to be there and just so happy that uh, 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 you had a gaming tournament yeah. here in Orlando. So, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And you get to see the same people, you know. Year after year, you get to meet a bunch of friends. So that's kind of a highlight for me. Yeah, and and somehow you've come out on top here because you're the one playing at the tournament. I know what a scam, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you so basically, while they're all moving tables, I'm just like, ha ha. Yeah, you're like, yeah. Oh, I get my wing. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, so jumps on my wing. Game. I'm like, fellas, look at this bourbon and a wing, and you're good to go. That's oh. it. That's uh. 
Yeah. I got this thing figured out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody else is suckers. So. <laughs> and it. to get there, you won the one of the uh, the the lead ups to Crucible. One of the the yeah, that, that was super cool too. Yeah, so you didn't even have to pay. Yeah, nope. Well, yeah, I didn't pay for the entry. Uh, the only thing I ended up paying for was the room and like one or two chick wings. So it, it, was, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say you did good, sir. <laughs> yeah, it, it came out. Oh, I, like I won a bunch of stuff, and then I found a bunch of cool stuff to flea market. So overall, the whole weekend was just awesome. I, I highly recommend it for everybody else. Yeah, definitely. So when you come, based on like last year, because mm-hmm. I think William won last year, um, and then you won this year. At, we know, like obviously, like those of us with significant others, partners, you know. We take a whole weekend, we take time, we take hours to go play this game that I feel like, you know, not everybody understands, really. Like, somebody who doesn't play Warhammer, they're like, what, you're going to go play this game for, like, four hours? Yeah. Like, uh, and then you say, like, oh, I'm going to be gone all weekend. Like, two days? Like, what? And uh, so, did you get any sort of, like, different homecoming versus, like, last year? So, so my wife knows I'm pretty messed up. So, so she 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 basically accepts that it could be worse, right? Uh, yeah. This is it's, it's part of the package that the dude's a nerd and he's gonna go do weird stuff every once in a while. So, <laughs> but when you said like, "Hey, babe, I won this weekend," was it like, "Yay!" or was it just like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool"? <laughs> no. So, so normally when I get beat, my children laugh at me. It's, it's no, it's it's really it, it hurts. Like they're like. Ah. And they tease that me. They're little, little girls. So it, it's, it's, it's hard to deal with. Like, they're not even messing around. They're like, you lost. I'm like, no. Again, <laughs> more pillow screaming. So it's, but I was able to tell them, like, I won. So I basically yelled at them a lot. I'm like, I was in your face. <laughs> in your face, face you know, 200 plus pound men yelling at little girls. So <laughs> that, that was the result. <laughs> Look at me now. Yeah. Like, what do you think about your dad now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. So cool. Well, hey, it's not easy to punch a hole in the wall. I don't know if you guys knew that. No, it's not yeah. easy to punch a hole in the wall? No, it, it looks easy on TV, but when yeah. you try to punch a hole in the wall celebrating victory, yeah, it just really, hurts. It's really not, especially when you hit a stud. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, when you hit the stud, <laughs> it's impossible. It's like, oh, snap. Yeah. My uh, birthday this year, I uh, got really, really hammered, and I was walking into my bedroom, and I just kind of like stiff-armed the door to my Oof. bedroom. And swung it around, and there's no doorstop. So the handle of the of the door went right into the drywall and yeah. punched a nice doorknob size hole. I'm like, and in my hammered mental state, I'm like, wow, that broke really easy. I'm like, that that seems so fragile. Like it just in my drunken state, it seemed like wow, everything feels really fragile right now. So then I, I'm, I'm so strong. Yeah, I'm so strong. So then I punched the door. Just to see, is everything so brittle? <laughs> they hit you back in the face? No, I, I put my hand right through the door. Oh, <laughs> so now, oh Haley's yeah. like, what's wrong with you? Why were you breaking everything? Like, I didn't know uh, I, I could break everything. everything. It's my superhuman strength. It's not me. <laughs> Come on. I didn't do it's it. just our shitty <laughs> house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got crazy strong. 
Yeah, and she's like, you know, people are going to see this and think you've got rage issues. I'm like, no, I'm just really bad at physics. <laughs> <laughs> you won. You definitely won. Man, congratulations again. Oh, thanks, all. I appreciate it. Podcast is a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, bad. Such a pleasure. There's going to be more, and I think we're probably going to do... Uh, Slaves to Darkness comes out soon. Yeah, I, I, mean, I hope that's so cool. I hope it's awesome. I hope it's awesome too. I've been waiting so long. Yeah. I think we're <laughs> so long. As we like, we we look at these things. We want to like take deep dives into the books and everything, and uh, to get yeah, a great perspective right. like yours would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, they've done a really good. I'm impressed by how good of a job GW has done with the, the most recent books. Like they're they're just cool. Like the Orc book. Really well done. It's full yeah. of fluff. It plays well. It feels good. Mm. Cities like are getting too. better and better. C- cities, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I-, I wish it seems like they just. Well, I-, I guess that'll come with time. But like, you know, Tempest Eye can have a bunch of fluff, right? So that's like its own city. It seems like each one of those cities could be a mini book onto its own. Mm. But yeah, I, it feels like it's a love letter to the old world, and it, it gives you more. Uh, more opportunity to marry the old world with Sigmar, you know, and like so you can have all this really cool stuff from the old world and mash it together with really cool Sigmar stuff. They're basically done after this, right? There's no more old stuff floating around. Maybe Seraphon. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because they got the Maw Tribe. The yeah. Ogre stuff is coming out. Yeah, um, I can't think of anything else that hasn't had a book recently. Yeah, so we're basically going to start seeing brand new stuff, I, I hope. Yeah. 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 Maybe another KO book one day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> KO and Seraphon are the, the two. Yeah. But I think the Cities book kind of sends a little love KO's way. For sure. Oh, yeah. The thing is, the uh, the KO dwarf ships, the steamships, whatever they're called, yeah. they're, they're amazing. I mean, that, that should be enough to pull you into playing the faction by itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just looking at them. I they're think so they got, cool. I, they're cool bottles. Yeah, there was a weird book writing time, mm-hmm. and I think that's when they figured out after Ko how to write the books better. Yeah, they and they they made some big mistakes, yeah. and they didn't. That, that's what I keep hearing. Are you talking about balance mistakes or actual writing in the book, like rules wise? I think, I think. Uh, balance rules writing and planning the rules around the models that like wave after and we talked about this multiple times on the show but that wave after the KO book came out where people were piecemeal with the uh, what was the unit? The Thunderers they were like going out of their way because there was nothing in the book that stopped it to make every Thunderer have just that one gun yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, that was kind of dumb. Yeah, and, and people people bent over backwards, buying twenty boxes and like finding ways to customize them. And like even William was maybe it wasn't a mistake. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but if they're buying twenty boxes, come on, yeah, what a big win! It did break the game. Yeah, it, it like it was they they you know they opened this weird Pandora's box and like it was like one of those like. If we Taco don't stop Bell. this now, yeah, we are going to destroy ourselves. Yes, yes, they have to. And, and that was they're the only. I think they're the only 
unit that's ever gotten a rewrite in mm-hmm. a GHB. Yes. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. That was like the first page too, right? They're like, hey, new war scroll. Yeah. Yep. And everybody was like, ah, shit. I just wasted. I know. People dollars. were probably, there's, I bet there's people that spent thousands of dollars or at least uh, maybe up to a thousand dollars of just like, I'm, I'm going to build a KO army with just this. And yeah, just, just amazing. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but since then, since then, I feel like, yeah, the between, like you were saying, the, the term priority roles and playing the different scenarios, it doesn't feel like there's a rock, paper, scissors thing happening. It doesn't feel like there's a power creep too much, which is so right. easy. It's getting better and better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think the most interesting thing that we've seen recently is that you know people were expecting a crazy Slanesh nerf. It, it, it's about on par for the new stuff that's coming out. Well, Chris, it's been a joy having you on the show. Yeah. yeah so again, appreciate you very much. Thank you for having me on. It really is. And congratulations one more time. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. All the corn love. Oh, yeah. That corn is super fun. I recommend it to all my friends. <laughs> awesome. So uh, what would an orc say if they just won Crucible? <laughs> awesome. it. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to do something I haven't done before. I, okay. want, I want to give you just a solo wall. Oh, man, I'm not too good at it for sure, man. But right. come, yeah. All right, you ready? Yep. No! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. That's great. Awesome. No, dude, I actually had something stuck in my cheek real quick. It was, uh, it was a, yeah, it was a wing in there. yeah, you better put it back in your wallet, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I keep it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> For prosperity.